0: Why did my husband volunteer for a suicide mission? Is that what you think we're doing? Committing suicide? You must have profiled him. You must have assessed him. He must have said something. So you're asking me as a psychologist? Yeah. Then as a psychologist, I'd say you're confusing suicide with self-destruction. Almost none of us commit suicide and almost all of us self-destruct in some way, in some part of our lives. We drink or we smoke, we destabilize the good job, the happy marriage. These aren't decisions, they're, they're impulses, in fact. Probably better equipped to explain this than I am. What does that mean? You're a biologist. Isn't self-destruction coded into us, programmed into each cell?
1: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Red String Movie Podcast, the podcast for everything is connected. I'm your host Jacob Thompson, and joining me as my co-host, friend, and the person most likely to black out while camping and just eat like three days worth of food. Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm well, thanks. And yeah, that's happened on many an occasion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go over to your tent, there's just mashed potatoes everywhere. And oh, yeah. Just all, you know,
2: all, all the all the taters are gone. 55 not point, not to be exact. <laughs> uh, welcome
1: back to the show, everyone. This is the podcast where every week Perk and I review a movie we'll connected to the last one we watched. If you like our show, we post uh, pretty much every Friday on podcast services and YouTube. And uh, yeah, if you like our show, tell your friends about it and come watch the movies with us. Uh, last week, we watched Leon the Professional, and we followed Natalie Portman to this week's film, Annihilation. Perk, why don't you for us?
2: Yeah, all right. So, uh, Annihilation is a 2018 joint written and directed by Alex Garland, uh, starring Natalie Portman, the aforementioned Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson. Oscar Isaac, kinda, mm-hmm. um, and it's about a a meteorite that crashes in a lighthouse, and there's a weird, trippy wall that emanates from from the lighthouse, and it's growing, and it's people have gone in, but they've never come back. Mm-hmm. Um, couple fun facts: uh, the is based on a book. Of the same name uh which has some similar plot lines but uh strays away in a few different areas uh, apparently in writing the screenplay Alex Garland uh decided to uh not reread the book because he wanted it to kind of seem like like a dream or a memory of a book and i fair enough yeah i think it
1: was effective in that yeah i think so
2: too um oscar isaac during this filming was also filming star wars in an adjacent lot and had the same trailer for both movies
1: very different performances yeah yeah some would
2: say um Mm -hmm. and then also there was uh the studio tried to interfere to make the movie a little more approachable to normies but they got vetoed um and the uh, the head pro- or executive producer sided with the writer, which we appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. We do. We like a good artistic vision. Um, sure. I'll go first, Burke. I have to throw to you, but I'll I'll Please. start off in this one. Um, I don't have to listen this movie. I, I thought it was very well made. I can say that for sure. I think it shot well. I think it acted well. I think all the pieces are there. I just don't know if I was able to connect with the core plot and the core story um this movie felt like it was very symbolic but i didn't really know what it was trying to say um i did some googling after it seems like you know self-destruction is kind of the general theme that is explored but i don't know it didn't it didn't really hit me too much um and yeah, like I, I don't have a much. I, I don't know how I feel about this movie because like, it, it's also pretty horror y in moments, which is not my favorite <laughs> genre. Um, it gets pretty kind of creepy at points. Um, and yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a big symbolism guy. I, I know you are, so I'm excited to hear what you think of this. But um, I, I heard before watching this movie that a lot of people either love it or hate it. I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I think it's well made, not for me, I don't think, just because, yeah, it's very uh, obscure. Um, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. What did you think? Perk?
2: Uh, I loved it.
1: Yeah. Yep, I figured <laughs> I knew. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you it either a, love it or hate it. <laughs> you had a good read on me for this one. No, I, I was gripped.
2: I think that it, I agree with you. I think it's very well put together. Uh, it's, it's pretty lean. It's got good pacing. The performances are really good, especially, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, I thought was outstanding. Um, I I like the story. I like the. It feels original. I, I know it's based on an IP, but it's it's not mm-hmm. something I've seen. Um, I think the central relationship is pretty interesting to follow, and the way that they cut to flashbacks is good. Uh, as to, uh, symbolism, yeah, I I <laughs> I really like. It. So I I will say that it. To, to be fair to Leon the professional, which I kind of panned the symbolism in that one because it's just – it bashes you across the face. Like, look, he's got a plant. Plants mm-hmm. have roots, but he doesn't put down roots. But in the end, she plants the plant. Uh, yeah, I we get it. It's it's mm-hmm. very simple. I actually – I thought that the the symbolism, the point of like the underlying theme I thought was pretty obvious – uh, and almost a little bit teased too much. So not not as not nearly as much as Leon. But the mm-hmm. the main symbolic uh, feature of this movie for me was cancer, um, which they 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 really do. They leave a ton of breadcrumbs to the point where uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh's character has cancer. Shepard's daughter died of cancer. Like. Uh, Natalie Portman starts off the movie talking about cancer in in her classroom wow. uh, and yeah you've got this this little inciting meteorite and uh, it it takes in around it and it mutates and it grows and it and it progresses and it's getting bigger and bigger and it'll end in annihilation and mm-hmm. that's that's cancer so I I really like the symbolism there I think it's it's pretty well laid out but it's it's nice to have at least like a through line backbone of that and yes I, I agree with you self-destruction's definitely in there as well There there's a few things floating around and I think there's a lot of different ways you can end up um, taking uh, meaning out of this movie yeah yeah and
1: yeah I think this for me personally and my personal taste I just think it was the theme just wasn't discussed enough or brought out in the open enough like i'm pretty sure and there's things i thought were gonna happen didn't happen like i'm pretty sure no one ever acknowledges the the tattoo like the infinity or Ouro, oroboros tattoo yeah. that appears on everyone that goes in there or most people that go in there i thought it was gonna be like a reveal and like you were gonna be like oh maybe i just watched too much anime where that's as often the case where they you know plant something and later on you get revealed of what it is um there's not really a lot of that stuff i, I think one thing I liked was how – and it's it's kind of spoken about at the end when she's getting interviewed by Wong um, and he's trying to say that it was like malicious. She's like, no, it was just kind of nature. Like it was – we didn't – it only was aggressive when we were aggressive towards it kind of a thing. And that reminded me of Outer Wilds, which we talked about mm-hmm. on the podcast a few episodes ago where like nature is indifferent. Like it's going to do what it's going to do and it could be harmful to you or helpful but like it, it doesn't really care it's gonna just act um and that's kind of what the mutations were like in this um and i think the it ended up being an alien was interesting and it, it's a cool take on an alien story but um unlike you i have seen other stuff kind of do this kind of story and i think better in my opinion or more enjoyable to me at least which we'll talk about in the recommendations sure um so yeah, yeah. And there was, there was cool concept. I got, I was just kind of waiting for a final act, big reveal title together, kind of a thing. And we didn't get that. Um, and that's what I was kind of hoping for. So.
2: Yeah, I, I suppose, um, actually one one, so you mentioned Outer Wilds, how about those, uh, the moments in the score when they bring in the Spanish guitar, did that not mm. totally remind <laughs> you of the, of the banjo mm-hmm. from Outer mm-hmm. Wilds? Um,
1: I didn't think the score was fantastic. Yeah, I,
2: I agree. I thought, especially in the climactic moment with the alien, the way that they have like the distorted like base synths is just so cool.
1: Give me some Blade Runner vibes.
2: Yep. Um, yeah, I so uh, one way I was looking when I was watching the, when I was watching through, I was like, this is like sneakily a super good zombie movie. So mm. I don't know if maybe that's what you were thinking of or uh, down down that path, but. I thought it it was at least a fresh enough take um, for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think that a lot of that type stuff, I I don't get as much out of the character dynamics and as many questions. And you mentioned the Ouroboros. I think it's another thing where you can, it, yeah, it's not hand-fed, but you can kind of suss out because um, it's, it's not just simply an or which is just a circle it's an infinity right um, which i think ties into the to the refraction and how everything gets refracted back in and it becomes all becomes a part of itself in an infinite yeah. loop um, and and yeah there's there's more i i i like this movie a lot because there's a lot of stuff to pick at and you're right cuz there's not too many big reveals i think that the ending i think is a little too on the nose um i think i think it actually it's a little bit too clear i was kind of hoping it would be less
1: well well it's funny you say that because i watched this with my roommate joseph and Mm um i I don't think he he didn't hate it but (laughs) during the scene where they're cutting the dude's stomach open he's like why would you make me watch this (laughs) like this is (laughs) disgusting uh and like with the bear scene and stuff but sure i you know i got the impression that you know at the end, Oscar Isaac is actually the alien version, but she's herself because she killed the alien copy of her. But they do the thing with the eyes at the end, at the last shot. So this morning he was like, so was she an alien? I'm like, no, it was pretty clear that like she killed the alien. I'm not sure what they were trying to hint at with her having like the eyes thing, as so, as opposed to just like, she has the it in her, like they mentioned right, that so, I mean, it's going to be in us, like whatever right. that means.
2: They they could have, uh, yeah, They I mean, they could have set it up where, the the 'cause throughout the movie we see her cells and it's it's mutating her yes. cells. So yeah. uh it it very much could just be that. It could be the the DNA of the alien just messing with her eyes. I thought the the eye thing was a little a little much, but uh and the fact that when she asks, You're not Kane, are you? And he says, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. I think maybe even just no response there and just the hug, I don't know. But um Yeah. Well, I think I'm, actually, sorry, interrupt you. Really, are, really fast. This, oh yeah, yeah.
1: This is a question I had because he, I, one thing I didn't get was why, if he was the alien version, why was he dying when he got out, but then he was better when the shimmer went down.
2: Yeah, that's a good question.
1: That doesn't I, make any sense to me because I was okay. Maybe he was dying because he copied the biology of Oscar Isaac. So what? Once he left the shimmer, it didn't make he's was shutting down. But then, why does the shimmer being destroyed affect him? If he's the alien version, I just, I don't forget
2: that. Right. So, uh, well, why we don't why don't we just hash through the the ending and try and suss it out because yeah, there yeah. there's definitely yeah. there's ways you could unpack it in different ways. I think mm-hmm. we're we're both in agreement. I think Oscar Isaac is is the alien. Uh, yeah. I think you can read. I, I mean the obvious read from the movie. The movie tells us that Natalie Portman is Lena is Lena. Yeah. Um, but there is the and this could be digging too deep, but there is the idea of a, um, unreliable narrator possibility. Yeah. Um, which could mean that they're both aliens and maybe he was able to recover because of her presence. Um, but the, I don't buy that. Be, I,
1: I don't buy her being the alien because she remembers who Kane is. When Kane comes home, he's like, I don't remember who you are. I just recognized your face. She has all the memories of them together right. at the end too. Yeah. So her,
2: her memory being intact is definitely, uh, uh, I would say like I, my take on it is that she's alive. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, it, it's another one of this stupid cop out, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter at that point. No. Cause the yeah. idea is that they're both not who they were and they've both processed. They've it, it's another, it's just a metaphor for trauma, right? Like mm-hmm. you go through something and you come out and uh, Shepard mentions it cause she's talking about her daughter's death and she's like well it was actually more of two deaths cuz it was my beautiful girl and the woman i used to be it's it's that kind of a thing yeah. it, going into this the the what is it called the the shimmer like going in there mm. is it's a metaphor for trauma and you come out different you come out changed um yeah and so i regardless of if they're real or not they're like just they're both Different people, uh, even if not literally,
1: right? You brought up Shepard. I have a question about Shepard. Mm-hmm. So they're on, when they're having that conversation on the canoe. You just brought up, yeah. They're canoeing together, and that's when Natalie Portman notices the bruise on her arm that eventually becomes the Ouroboros. Mm-hmm. So she like notes the bruise, and then like Shepard like smiles, and I was like, did Shepard like do that? And then I mean, she dies, and we don't get any. We don't know right. why the tattoos appear. And then, it was stuff, it was stuff like that. And I thought we were gonna get. Like also when they find that house and it's the same structure as her house with the, how the stairs are lined up, I'm like, oh, yes. is just like her house and it's going to be like in her mind. It's like, no, <laughs> it was just a, a similar house. I, I, I thought they were going to do all that kind of stuff and they just didn't right. do it. But no, like- I
2: I think that the, uh, one way you can read into that is that it's the, the shimmer has access to her, her DNA and her memories. Right. And so yeah. maybe that's a construct because it's reflecting her memories down and uh, almost no literally all of her flashback scenes she's thinking about her house like she's in her house in one regard or another um so that was my read on it because i i agree i thought it was like oh uh this yeah this is like carbon copy when well,
1: um, i thought that was how alien Oscar Isaac got out like he went up those stairs like she went up the stairs in her but no <laughs> it was just there was so many things i thought were gonna be cool oh like a like Stuff an upside like down bit yeah, or just something, because, like, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll not talk about you, but there's a, a video game that does, I think, this exact concept way better and it has stuff like that in it, so I was, like, hoping for that kind of thing to happen. Um, um, yeah. So yeah I, I just, I love a good reveal, and they, they just, they teased us the whole time, and we didn't really get anything like that.
2: Yeah, I, I will say, of, of all the, like, of all the, I guess, things that could have been revealed, it's, uh, they did kind of reveal, like, the one that i was kind of hoping to be left up to our interpretation a little bit mm-hmm. but you wanted we, the inception moment yeah i i pretty much wanted the inception moment cuz yeah. or uh another beautiful example of that is the ending of the thing yeah where they they're, they're yeah. just sitting there just two of them one of them might be a monster mm-hmm. cut to black i just i love yeah. that kind of stuff yeah um and uh, th- this is not original thought um but i did I I read into something where someone had the take that I thought was pretty interesting and just uh, not, like so the, what I love about this movie is well ob- like the visuals, the score acting, all that mm-hmm. but I love how much depth there is to pick at and how open it is to interpretation and I can see mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. to some that would be a turn off but um, a, a thought that I'd heard um, that i found was that each of the five members of the party are a different stage of grief. And that's Mm. part of also something with trauma. And, you know, you you can get into like denial a little bit with, uh, Gina Gina Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yep. Tessa Thompson's uh,
1: acceptance. I imagine.
2: Yeah. Tessa Thompson's probably acceptance. Um, or maybe even Jennifer Jason Lee's acceptance. I I don't know, but you see what I mean? Like, this is the stuff that I love to do in like high school essays on books and stuff.
1: Just, that's why I know you like this movie. I'm like, Perk's yeah. gonna fucking yep. eat the shit out of this movie." Of all the things they dig into, mm-hmm. uh, um, if I can pivot a little bit, I did, I, yeah. I'm curious what you thought about the horror stuff. Because, well, like, like I, I said, that stomach scene was rough, and I did not like that. Um, I thought the alligator scene was fine, but I, thought, I don't know if you noticed. I feel like the, their tracking on where the CG alligator was was not great. Like, apartment was shooting, and it was like above where the gator was, uh, which took me out of it a little bit. And then the bear. Unfortunately, I've seen that concept before in anime where a beast can mimic human sure. speech. Still really creepy. And I didn't love they showed Gina Rodriguez getting her throat torn out. That could have been implied. We didn't need to see her act. Like there's a little bit of gore porn in here, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, so overall, I, you know, I'm taking it or leaving on the horror stuff.
2: Um, Yeah, I, I don't like uh, I'm not a big horror guy because I'm a baby. But I thought in this movie it was really effective, at least for me. Uh, to an extent. Um, I thought the bear scene was great. Uh, even with, yeah, a li- maybe a little over the top on the gore, but I wouldn't necessarily call it gore porn because there's uh it, it's pretty reserved in comparison to some other, Yeah, you know, I mean, like, That's it could, it Saw could be Tarantino, like, you know, yeah. but, um, I, I really liked the, yeah, the mimic effect, which, yeah, not a big anime guy. So I, haven't seen much of that too often. It's creepy as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I think the shark, the sharkadile, um, mm-hmm. it was a cool way to introduce like the mutation properties. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the the jump scare where uh, Tessa Thompson gets yanked into the hut yeah. was I just
1: eh. It reminded me of Star Wars. <laughs> Does that make sense? I feel like I in forget which, which movie, part? but somebody gets pulled into a pit. No, no, in uh, in episode four, when they're in the trash compactor, and there's the oh, thing swimming yeah, around.
2: Yeah.
1: It reminded me of that, and I was like, "This made me laugh a little bit."
2: I just thought that the 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 jump scare of like her getting yanked in there. I, it seemed like it was kind of shoehorned in. Like you could have had yeah. the thing swim up to you. Yeah, like have a shark fin. And then the reveal that, although I don't think it had a fin, did it? I don't think. I think it just had shark teeth. Right. It had or something. The
1: movie said multiple layers of teeth. I wasn't really kind of. I wasn't in clear. the
2: in the thumbnail, it's going to have a fin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they could have just had it swim up and and fight it that way. Um, yeah. And then, I, here I am at the end of the movie, like, so an, another, you know, little symbolism thing. Uh, the the central point of the shimmer is in a lighthouse and everyone's like moth to a flame, trying to get to a lighthouse. But uh, you know, traditionally like a lighthouse as a structure, you're supposed to avoid at all costs. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a little bit backwards and kind of ratchets up the, the doom, despite the fact that it's all shiny and bright. And then of course we walk inside and this 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 nice bright lighthouse and there's a dark hole in the ground and i'm like oh you never oh, no. go why in the is hole. there a hole in the ground
1: i you cannot pay me any amount of money to go into a hole like that ever
2: oh, but yeah for for me as a as a baby on the scare level i think this this was perfectly in the zone that i'm looking for out of a thriller um not too many jump scares Mm-hmm. Uh more cerebral type horror and and some of the uh some of the almost uh, like John Carpenter level like yeah. in in the pool where the guy the growth out of the guy's yeah. stomach. I thought that stuff was super effective and really gross. Um but Yeah,
1: I remember The Last of Us. I don't know if you ended up watching the show on HBO, but yeah. no. the with the fungus, people can like fungus into the walls and it has uh, some kind of effect.
2: Gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, overall, the horror was, like, at a perfect level for me. Uh, not too much to to make me, like, cower and hide behind my couch or anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the most effective scene was the stomach thing, and because it was just...
2: Oh, like, the the video of it?
1: The video of the stomach thing, plus, and then Gina Rodriguez having, looking down at her hand and it moving. I'm just like, I don't want to think about that shit at all. That is horrifying. <laughs> Definitely creepy. Um, and, yeah. And, and, in fact, that, like, Oscar Isaac was, like, smiling in the video... And it's like yeah yeah that went crazy like yeah yeah they, no they, they went crazy
2: <laughs> um speaking of oscar isaac i thought he didn't have much to do but i thought he was pretty good with what he had yeah. i really liked yeah. his uh his death scene which i first of all i, I didn't notice the southern accent until that scene okay so, I think it was in and out. It was coming in okay. and out, unless
1: like so maybe it was I was just not confused that of, good of a
2: performance,
1: <laughs> or maybe it was just the alien didn't have a southern accent or something. Okay. I don't know, but I was like, this accent is really <laughs> sometimes it's <there's>, there, sometimes not.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I after the video, I was I was already like from the get go, I was pretty much, oh, this guy's this is an alien, uh, but. After the, the phosphorus grenade scene, which I thought was very effective, um, mm-hmm. and Natalie Portman did really well in that scene as well, uh, I was for sure like, oh, yeah, I mean, the, the little soliloquy he gave, like the conversation he had with himself, I don't think like that it wouldn't have come from the from the alien. The alien wouldn't have progressed that much from right. a dialogue standpoint yet.
1: Yeah, 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 I, I wasn't. Sure about alien stuff yet? Because we had seen the the deer that was like a, a, an echo or a copy, and that had been mentioned before. I'm so like, mm-hmm. did he just get copied? Did he get his mind wiped? I mean, yeah. I've, and then I, I, I think all the choreography with the alien stuff and Portman at the end was cool. Of like, yeah. mirroring, but not quite mirroring, and all that was really right. Interesting. Like
2: it was it was imperfect, but it was learning. And yeah, at at first I wasn't sold, but I. I came around to it. I think that it's pretty effective. It's obviously shown in the scene that it is not hostile to her until she's hostile to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like the design. I like the just kind of blank puppet look. Yeah. Um,
1: Joseph said, "If it was more, it was a high res or a low res version of the asteroid city alien." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Very I'd, lanky and. Yep. You know.
2: Um, spoilers for asteroid city you you yeah heathen go see it one it.
1: one quick little kind of critique i guess i don't know did you think it looked goofy when jennifer jason lee was like going oh and like the light was coming out of
2: her <laughs> see a, i think a, a little bit but i think that the way i would have fixed it would have been to have it be much more brutal from a horror standpoint which yeah. I don't, I don't actually want that. So no, yeah. It was just, was okay. But also, was that an alien? I think
1: that was an alien because when Portland walks in, she's like saying the weird words. Her face is like blank, like the alien was.
2: Yeah. So I saw she didn't, she didn't have eyes, right?
1: Yeah. It was like it was like the. And then she turned the,
2: around, and the and she had her eyes she, again.
1: So had she already been copied, and then very jarring. The actual her maybe already died. I don't fucking know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing she was possessed in some way. I don't know why it chose to learn from Natalie Portman instead of Jennifer Jason Lee. Maybe it had to do with the cancer that she had in her or something like you could detect yeah. that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the way, it, so I think that a lot of the CG in this movie is a, a little ropey, but it's not bad enough that it took me out of it. I think all of
1: the light and how, the orb of thing that Portman's looking into at the end, all that stuff, all that type effect is cool. I think some of the, the creature stuff is a little bit. Yeah. Not the best. Um, um, but I think that, you know, the, they probably a limited budget and like we had to put a lot of money into some right. of this stuff and not as much in other stuff. And
2: whatever effects they did with the lighting were fantastic. Yeah. I love yeah. the way that the sun was always refracting through the shimmer. Actually, I, I noticed the lens flare refraction thing at the very start of the movie before she even goes in. And mm. <laughs> my brain started cooking at that point, too. Or like when, <laughs> once we saw the shimmer, I was like, oh, there's that lens flare effect. I, I think it's a little bit overreaching from an analytical standpoint to say that <laughs> she was inside all along. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, do you have any recommendations based on this movie?
2: No, I, I like my thought is zombie stuff, but I haven't really seen a lot of zombie movies.
1: Sure, uh, I got a few. One first one, I don't know if I wrote this down pretty quick, but I don't know if it actually still fits. Is Arrival.
2: Oh, yeah. I it's no, like people go
1: to investigate a thing, but that one's more of like a back and forth. This is more like you jump in the deep end, you stay in yeah. there. Yeah. You
2: know? No, I had a similar f- feeling, maybe the ambiance, but yes, yeah. it, c- it came to mind. Uh,
1: another one is an anime I talked about recently that was from last season called Hell's Paradise, which has a similar vibe where these characters go to an island that seems normal, but then everything's mutated really weird. And there's really weird flowers mm. and you're like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? And you kind of uncover what actually is, is happening um so very similar to this actually um becomes more of just kind of a classic shown anime trope kind of stuff but um still kind of cool and then the big one that i personally does it better than this is the video game returnal uh, if you've heard of this game perk i've heard it. of it so just a quick synopsis on what it's about it's about an astronaut uh who lands on an alien planet and gets stranded there their ship breaks and like i've got to i got to find this signal that's being emanated from the planet and Destruction single out and get the fuck out of here. And it starts off and it's just like typical alien planet shit where there's weird creatures you had to fight and all this stuff, but as you progress, things become more and more familiar. Like her actual house is on the planet, that the house she grew up in. She's like, what the fuck? Why is my childhood home here? And not to spoil it too much, but like the planet is adapting to her specifically and is her way of dealing with her trauma from her past and these different biomes. And the bosses are like, oh, wait, that's actually her dad. Or that's, you know, this thing. And I think it's done personally way better and way cooler and more satisfying. Um, So, yeah, if if you like this concept and you play games, I highly recommend Returnal. It's a really fucking cool game. Nice. So yeah. I wonder if it shares source material or at least inspiration. I I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if they were inspired by the book. Because I didn't didn't know this was based on a book until the end. And the credits are like based on this book. It's like, oh,
2: I, I don't okay. know how old the book is though. That's the one thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And it, I know it's a trilogy. I, I was reading some of the trivia. It's a trilogy. But I don't know if all the books were out, but when this came out, I'm not sure, but yeah, I, there is, there is content out there to read I looked into want. the
2: plot of the book and it's for the most part, pretty similar. Um, but definitely would have been a lot scarier than what we got. <laughs> in yeah. The movie. Well, I'm curious what the other, the sequels
1: go into because I mean, yeah. everything's kind of resolved at the end of this movie except for Portman being a mutant now. <laughs> I believe at
2: the end of the book, the first book, she's she stays in the, in the shimmer. So, mm. um she's also like glowing at that point. So, yeah Fair enough. There's there there's some radiation. There's some DNA in there, I think.
1: Yeah. All right, well that was a review of Annihilation. Hope you liked it. Um let's get into some bonus reviews before we end the show and reveal what we're watching next week. Um I'll talk about Barbie first because I was able to see that uh, this weekend and I freaking loved it man mm-hmm. this movie was incredible I you, you said it last week Perk that you were laughing constantly I'm like we'll see you know and I yeah. was dying like this is one of the most consistently funny movies I've seen in so long I think it's like expertly written super like clever jokes and super dumb jokes that just all worked and were paced out super well um, the core message is great and you know the, the commentary and themes are great. Um, performances are absolutely phenomenal. Of course, you know, Brian Gosling, insane. Uh, I also love Simu Liu. I thought he was incredible. And then Margot Robbie, you know, killing it. Really, like, I think especially in the uh, the emotional scenes, she was a, very much a standout. Um, I have a couple grapes, which I don't think are super on which is like the bull stuff could take your leave. I don't yeah. think that they fully landed the plane on that kind of storyline. Um, which is, you know, fine. And then I thought there were a couple of scenes that I thought were edited a bit confusingly. Like some of the scenes where there was a bunch of Barbies and Ken's like standing around, there was a lot of like reaction shots and almost there was, there was too many. And then the pacing got off and I was like, wait, what are we doing? What's going on in the scene? And it happened a couple of times and I was like, I'm confused, but um, overall, I think it's just an incredible film and I'm really happy that it got made.
2: Yeah. So if, if, uh, if we can't give any other praise, I think the fact that both you and I went in not expecting it to actually be funny. Like cuz from the trailer, at the end of the trailer they do the beach off joke, which mm-hmm. is by far the weakest joke in the entire movie and that should be a <laughs> that should be a signal of praise right right there cuz mm-hmm. I I get it, you know, why lead with your best in the trailer, but from that from that moment, I was like, oh, is this going to be the humor? This is going to suck. And so I went in not expecting it to be very funny. And I, I was just wrong. It's just, yeah. it's yeah. so much fun. Uh, and like legitimate belly laughs from time to time. Like there's a, a narrator cut in where I just lost. Yes,
1: yes. You know? <laughs> so good. And and the fucking dance choreo, incredible. Oh, there's yeah. multiple big dances that Especially are just so fun to watch.
2: the one. Yeah, the dance off. Uh, oh
1: man! And then yeah, that's one. The final line of the movie was perfect. Oh yeah, <laughs> it it got was me a, so good. It was the gr- <laughs> it was a
2: great left turn instead of a punchline.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they they know you're thinking it. Yep. And they're like, yep, we'll we'll yeah. So so good. So yeah, highly recommend it. I am a bit worried for the Mattel cinematic universe it is to follow because they're like they're seeing money signs and they're going to get a Polly Pocket movie and you know, all that shit. So. Yeah, not looking forward to that because it's probably not going to be good. But
2: a lot of people are overreacting to the um, Polly Pocket news because Lena Dunham is directing, but she has a decent track record as a director. Um, the problem is, I, I'm not. I'm not. It's freaking it's not Polly Dunham. Pocket. What? Who yeah.
1: cares? Yeah, exactly. That Mattel's just like money, money, money. It's like you're yeah. taking the wrong message from this movie.
2: <laughs> Although I, you know, it it worked. Yeah, it definitely got sixty bucks out of me. Oh yeah. It's in the mail. I, I did appreciate
1: a Mattel allowed shots to be taken at them in the movie. Eh, um, not I, not, I, mean, yes, I think, I think but, I, like they should they dug up some really old fucking weird ass Barbie and Ken's, but also they like reference Mattel directly in the movie. And, right. You know. But
2: like Will Ferrell as the Mattel insert could could have been or I mean, in theory, should have been a lot more sinister, but it's a fun movie, so who cares?
1: Yeah. And, that, yeah, so that, and that's the week's part of the movie and that doesn't fully land, but everything else is just so good. So yeah, go see a Barbie man. It is incredible. And it's raking in all the money. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, it's going to be sold out for a long time.
2: I love to see it. Cause I was spoiler alert for my bonus review. I was at the theater across the river today and there was a sign on the door that said Barbie seven thirty is sold out and they yep. have Barbie playing in theaters one and two out of five. It's just—it's it. a cool time for the for the movie theaters. Burke, what did you end up watching this week? Yeah, so I I caught a movie that I've been meaning to, and almost it almost for me got lost in the shuffle of Barbenheimer, and I'm I'm almost a little upset that it came out when it did because it deserves more attention. But I went and saw Past Lives. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, which I I had mentioned to you because it was a mm-hmm. potential. Uh, Korean movie that we could watch. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The premise is that um, I, I'm going to look up names because I don't want to be disrespectful. But the the lead actress is uh, Greta Lee, who's outstanding. Um, mm-hmm. She was a child in Seoul who, uh, when she was 12, immigrated to the United or immigrated to Toronto. With her family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a, a best friend, like young love boyfriend at the time. 12 years later, they end up getting in touch and and uh, talk a lot via Skype. And then 12 years on from that, they end up meeting in New York. And at that point, she she has a husband in New York. And there's this almost like what could have been forbidden yeah. love. Like it's... It's so good. I So the movie that comes to mind is In the Mood for Love. Mm. Um, it's yeah. the same kind of thing. Like yeah. the the will they won't they. Um, the romantic tension between the two leads is... Um, I said I was going to look up names. Um, <laughs> Greta Lee Isn't is, is the, the lead actress. Plays Nora. Uh, Tae-oh plays the Korean lead uh, and then Uh, John Magaro plays uh, Nora's husband in New York. Mm. And man, all three of those actors are just on their peak game. Um, The direction is outstanding. I I haven't seen anything else from Celine Song, but I'm going to go seek her out after this because she has the chops of a master. Um, the, The romantic tension I already mentioned is... Next to none. I've, I've never seen anything like it. And mm-hmm. there were some legitimate like tearjerker type scenes, but it was never uncomfortable. Um, just ultra pleasant, beautiful. But the, the number one outstanding point of the movie for me was the score. It mm-hmm. is absolutely beautiful and fits the movie like a glove. It's, I, it's one of my favorite scores I've heard in a long time. Uh, it's just like a beautiful, like light piano jazz type um, mm, following. Mm. And it fits the mood to a T. So yeah, I, I, I still really need to gather my thoughts, but I'm very glad I went and saw <laughs> past lives. I, I can't recommend it enough. It's, it's an hour 50 and it feels a little long, but it, it is, it is that way to let the moments breathe and to let the characters breathe. Cause there are a lot of, a lot of just silent moments where, like, the silence is deafening, and yeah. that's the point. So, yeah. Uh, yeah overall, uh, go see Past Lives. Um, it has subtitles. You, you don't have to worry about it if you don't speak Korean.
1: <laughs> Another uh, dub for A twenty
2: four. Yeah, I, I mean, there we go. In a long line.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you made time for. I didn't realize that it was in theaters already. Or I thought I missed it or yeah, I true, it just the release I, was like
2: I've seen. Trailers, like throughout the year, but I wasn't sure when. I, like I assumed I had either missed it or it wasn't out yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then yeah, I went for a run past the theater and saw it on the marquee, and I'm like, oh, all right,
1: gotta <laughs> <head> <laughs> over here.
2: Yep. And then you
1: also saw something else, right?
2: Oh yeah. So I I caught a rewatch of Oppenheimer. Uh, shocker. I still loved it. I was <laughs> able to go see a seventy millimeter. Um, filming, which, man, was that cool. Yeah. Uh, the The definition on the image was amazing. It wasn't 70 millimeter IMAX. I wish it was, man. I really wish it was. <laughs> uh, so the screen was not enormous. I'm actually debating going to see the third time so I can go see an IMAX showing
1: mm-hmm.
2: just for the, the mega screen. But 70 millimeter was so cool, even just for the novelty. I was sitting for, far enough back where I could see into the projection room, I could see the the film going through in that. Oh, could you man. hear it? Yeah, I could, could hear, hear it too. Ticket? Yeah. That's and awesome. you, you would think maybe that would pull you out of it. No, it, would, oh, it was yeah. so cool. Um, and yeah, I, that's going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. Oppenheimer's just such an amazing time at the, at the theater. Um, so much so that I might see it three times, which hasn't happened in like over a decade. I don't think I've seen the movie three <laughs> times in a theater.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I've only seen one movie on film. I can't remember if it was 35 or 70 millimeter, but I saw Hateful Eight. Oh, that'd be um, great. I, I that believe 35. And, yep. Yeah. And I was yeah, hearing it taking is like incredible. <laughs> like It adds so much. Um, yeah, I'm really glad you're able to do it. Uh, all right. What I also watched this week. Um, so story time a little bit. So long time ago, years ago, I was watching a sketch on YouTube. I forgot the name of the sketch, but it was basically like trying to get your friend to watch anime. And it was like, you know, uh, the show I'm about to talk about a show, with very quote, unquote, ugly animation. And it's like, ah, that's too ugly. I can't watch that. And then switching to like, uh, Violet Evergarden, which has gorgeous animation. He's like, oh, that's too beautiful. It's too beautiful. And just, you know, kind of showing kind of the the range of animation and and art you can get in an anime. And I I tagged the show. It's called Ping Pong the Animation. I was like, that is super unique looking. And yeah, it's, if you see a look at it, it looks kind of ugly. But he kind of showed a scene in motion. I was like, but it looks like very dynamic. And like I ping pong, I think, is an interesting topic. Um, so like I'm going to remember that. And then it finally came to Crunchyroll, I think, recently. And I was like, oh, I got to watch ping pong animation. So uh, I watched it. And I fucking loved it. <laughs> like this. So every time I watch an anime, I have like a, t- a running tier list on my phone. Sure. And this was easy S tier. Like, no question. This show was was incredible um it hit all of the marks for me of so, so to talk about the animation so i, I had perk ahead. you watch a trailer before we started so i could yeah you knew what i was talking about so right. it's hard to describe because like it is it looks like crude and it's, like like a first draft of what an anime would be
2: yeah it's by no means bad it's just a little yeah rough around the edges
1: yeah and uh and it's it's hard to tell if that was easier or harder to do (laughs) than like a normal anime when in doubt if
2: it's cool it was probably harder
1: (laughs) yeah and i mean perk you you mentioned that it's kind of an immediate turn off for you because it is the way it looks
2: yeah there there are some shows like i love animation as a medium but there are a few shows that i've just never watched because the animation is like i just no thanks yeah, like a weird, I, I also like, unsettling have, stuff. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and I have that for yeah, some of like the Adult Swim kind of that kind of yes. stuff yeah. and
2: prime time for that. Yep.
1: Yeah, because that to me comes off as a kind of gross and like unsettling because it, it that also feels like it, it comes with a lot of like just gross out humor, like vomit and puking and blood and all that shit. And Fair. it's just like, a, or, or the other turn off is like the super sale boring Netflix adult animation um that's just like yeah so I, just
2: it's yeah, not every watch, every know? show looks like rickleberry now that's just every yeah. every animated adult cartoon
1: so we're, but as we're with this show it's like okay well it's, it's about ping pong so it's not going to be like disgusting um and they're not doing like an, like an animated show on netflix not doing like adult humor um and it, it just it turned out that because the animation was so fluid or the art was so fluid, they were able to do so many cool things just with movement and dynamics. Like, cause it's, you know, it's ping pong. So these characters are moving around a ton and it just looks incredible in motion. And like, it's so amazing to me that like a, a term you'll hear in animation is a, a character's like model sheet or if a character is on model. So like if you're, if you're designing a character for animation, you have like a sheet that has like them looking forward, them looking to the side, them looking down. So you like know, The perspective on everyone so you know how to draw them in different you know orientations yeah i feel like none of the characters were ever on model in this show they were just allowed to be fluid and dynamic but you also could always tell which character it was because of how they moved um which is just so impressive to me and so that's just how it looked and all that but the story was incredible and it 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 could have been a very generic sports story um because we follow five different ping pong players in high school that are all trying to be the best to some extent and they're all on kind of different personal journeys of what that means and who they are as people and they're kind of discovering themselves and um there's kind of one character we follow more than others whose nickname is smile and you know not to spoil anything but the, the traditional shonen thing was he trains really hard and he has difficulty but then he becomes the best and he wins right that's not what happens and what does happen is so satisfying and it's satisfying because I didn't expect it and it just made sense for all the characters and I was like wow like what a fucking incredible show and it also felt like uniquely high school and adolescent of like growing up and trying to figure out who you are and what you enjoy and all that and what you have talent for but what you may like but you may not have talent for and vice versa um yeah it's it's perfect man like I I fucking loved it
2: but it's not like he gets to the final and then comes real close but loses and is happy at the end.
1: Perfect. We don't even see most of the final match.
2: Oh, thank thank Christ. <laughs> I'm so sick of that man.
1: Yeah. Um no, where they go with these characters completely defied my expectations, but made so much sense. It was just beautiful, man. Like I it really like affected me and I, I wish I want to see more stories like this that are just completely character driven because i think it's my favorite kind of stories are like all about the characters like hey what would this character do in this situation and kind of using that to guide the story as opposed to what's a cool story and we put in characters kind of a thing yeah um and that along with the themes are just incredible and uh, and just great imagery like even apart from the art animation like we'll just cut like a still of something that's just gorgeous and completely showcases a point that someone's trying to make um and yeah, it's it was just incredible, man. I I can't recommend it enough. I, I don't know how many people I'll be able to get to watch this because of how it looks, but <laughs> if you can like if you can just get past the look and just watch an episode, I I think a lot of people could get into it. And it's only eleven episodes total, like it's short and it's a complete story. Um, so yeah, I I can't recommend it enough ping pong the animation. Go check it out. There is a there is a dub as well. I don't like promoting it, but uh, because I we watched the trailer for in dub and like some of the line deliveries from the characters are completely different than they are in the Japanese. I'm like, that's not what this character sounds like or what they would do, but that's just yeah, me Actually, I think the, the
2: dub kind of adds to that off-putting nature of the of the animation for me as well, so I'm sure it would be better in sub.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's got a banger intro, which uh, if was a, if has got a banger intro, it's probably, probably a good show. True. Uh, so yeah, check out Ping Pong the animation please. The show does not not enough people know about it, so we need more we need more eyes on it. All right, well, that is our show for this week. Um, so that was our our normal string of five. We're doing our chunks of five here, and we Perk and I have talked and we decided we, all, we we should have mentioned this earlier. I think we didn't say anything because it goes without saying. I think for us is like we really support the writers and the actors on strike, and now there's not much we can do with a very small platform, but um, I think it'd be good for us to kind of avoid. The struck companies as much as we can for a bit and start promoting films from other countries and and getting more eyes on that while uh, they get what they need here in the U.S. So we're gonna take a trip to Japan, uh, one of my favorite places to go for watching stuff. And here's here's the connection I, I concocted for this: Annihilation, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac shooting at, was he was shooting at the same time as Annihilation, Episode Seven of Star Wars. Also in Star Wars, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill was the dub a dub voice for uh the valley of the wind and then another ghibli movie directed by miyazaki is princess uh mononoke which we'll be watching next week and also it'll be in theaters uh this weekend for ghibli fan fest or whatever it's called uh, which is a national thing you can go to your hopefully local theater and watch uh princess mononoke this weekend so uh, it's also streaming on hbo max uh if you want to do that instead or if that's easier for your schedule but uh, yeah, I'll be doing that. And then we'll probably do another Ghibli or two and then do some more anime movies and we'll kind of play it by ear, but, uh, that's kind of the loose plan for now. So, uh, I'm very excited. I've not seen it before. Have you, I already forgot. Have you seen this one? No, nope, Ooh, I have so. not.
2: I've seen, uh, I've seen a bunch of the Ghibli movies, but all of them when I was like a little kid. So I, I'd be excited. Definitely. haven't seen this one. Um, looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Same. I've only seen a couple. So, um, very excited. I know this is one of people's favorites. Uh, so, yeah. That'll be next week. Princess Simone, okay, on HBO Max as well as in theaters. Uh, but until then, thanks for watching. Bye. Bye-bye.